Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaSports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Ring, the most important show about boxing, with your host, David Diaz. Get ready for four rounds of sports talk in one hour, with an emphasis on boxing, both amateur and professional. Now, here's your host, former boxing great, David Diaz. Welcome, welcome everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Outside the Ring. I am your host, 1996 U.S. Olympian and former WBC lightweight champion of the world, David Diaz. If you're into boxing or any other sport, you tuned in to the right place. Outside the Ring is brought to you by VoiceAmericaSports.com. Well, first of all, I want to start off by uh, thanking everyone for their uh, birthday wishes that I received today. You know, I received them on Twitter, Facebook. And, you know, text and even um, sort of the old school way, you know, by, by phone. But I yet to receive a birthday wish in person. <laughs> That's really the old school way. I've yet to receive one by uh, like that. But, you know, with all, all said and done, it's still nice that everyone um, is uh, wishing me um, a good birthday and, and, and everything. So it, it's great. But I also want to tell you guys, uh, I'm very excited about uh, today's show because um, as my guest in the fighter corner, in the fighters corner, we're going to be talking to uh, a, a great, a, a great individual, a good, a good person, and he's actually a former uh, Bears player. He's uh, Jason McKee. Jason McKee is going to be um, with us later on in the show, and we're going to be, I'm going to be asking him some questions, and he actually said something to me when. Uh, the second time I, I seen him again, I, and I asked him to be on the show, that he wanted to do something. Uh, he's been doing a, a certain activity that I'm going to be talking to him about that um, see if he really wants to push forward through that. And um, we'll touch on that. But um, I, I also want to tell you guys that I'm sorry for being gone for last week. But, um, you know, I, I just uh, can't skip out on those uh, moments that only happen once. Um, I had uh, to attend my son's preschool ceremony now. It's it's preschool, and I yes, I've had my uh, older son gone through preschool, and it's probably the same thing. But just the reaction of 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 seeing it all over again, I only get I only got one more time to see this, and that's for my my next guy that's coming up, Silas, uh, to um, be going through that same uh, ceremony thing, and it it just amazed me how fast how fast my 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 boys are growing, and you know I'm I'm. Very fortunate, and um, that uh, that I'm able to attend all those events, and and they're awesome. You know, like I said before, I was uh, I was gone for last week, and um, you know I'm sorry about that. 
But uh, I'm going to touch up a little bit on some of the news that happened. That I, you probably heard or you probably didn't. But I want to touch up on them. I don't know if you guys heard about last uh, last week of uh, of May was actually a very sad week for boxing, guys. Because, you know, I don't know if you guys remember uh, Johnny Mi Vida Loca Tapia. He was a bad boy from Albuquerque, New Mexico, who always gave his all. And he was like a real firecracker, man. And I was actually fortunate enough and blessed enough to be on, on his undercard for my for my pro debut, which was in... In Albuquerque, New Mexico, and he was uh, defending his title against Adonis Cruz um, from Nicaragua in uh, November of uh, November 30th, 1996. I made my pro debut, and I was on the undercard. I was actually my first four rounder, and I was actually uh, able to meet uh, Alexis Arguello as well, uh, a great fighter. But um, you know, he he unfortunately passed away from us, and. Um, there was actually an estimated of 6,000 fans uh, that filled the pit in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And they were all there to say goodbye to their hometown champion, uh, uh, Tapia. It was a two-hour uh, memorial service, and um, they were just there honoring the man, the fighter. So, um, there was uh, His uh, uh, manager was uh, Bruce Trampler, and uh, I believe Miguel Diaz was one of uh, uh, the guys there speaking as well. Uh, from Tom Frank and the former uh, Tapia Fo Pali Ayala. And, um, you know, the ceremony was also emceed by uh, Jimmy Lennon Jr. You know, it's it's unfortunate to to be losing a, a, a great fighter that, that gave us a lot of um, good fights. But it, it is truly unfortunate. And we just want to say uh, rest in peace to Johnny, uh, Johnny, uh, Johnny Tapia, to, to the champ, man. Um, also... I know you guys heard about this because um, it's been all over the place. Very sad what what happened to um, 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 Paul Williams, man. Uh, he was in a uh, motorcycle accident and um, um, in Atlanta, and you know he became uh, uh, paralyzed from the waist down. And and you know the 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 sad thing about it was that you know this guy was back to to, to trying to reclaim his um, his presence in, in in the boxing world and he was signed up to go against um you know Saul Canelo Alvarez on September 15th at 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 the MGM Grand in um in Las Vegas and you know it's unfortunate what happened but the real good thing about that situation and everything that's been thrown out in in the media and on the internet was that uh Paul Williams was telling everybody don't worry about it I'm going to be I'm going to be walking soon you know he has very good spirits uh, about that, and he also gave a lot of thanks to his um, his fans for his well wishes that um, he needed them uh, when he needed them most. Uh, they were there, and all the support that he got from everybody was amazing. And that um, he was uh, very fortunate to to have uh, great fans, and we wish him nothing but the best, and hopefully for a good recovery. Um, also, there was. In that same weekend, I'm telling you, everything was happening so bad in, in, in boxing. Um, you know, there was a, 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 a Thailand boxer who uh, was the number three IBF uh, super bantam, bantamweight um, ranked. Uh, Thang Thong from Kiet Wee Suk, was, uh, uh, who had just defeated Magbut uh, Sinabi in, uh, for the IBF eliminator. 
And this guy was on his way to his hometown, and it was unfortunate that he, uh, he, I guess it was raining, and he crashed into a car. Unfortunately, um, he, he and his wife uh, perished in that in that accident, along with um, two of his nephews, two of his nieces and nephews, and and two of his kids are, are st- were still in in the hospital, man. So it was really really bad week in in. in uh, for boxing in, in, in May, the ending of May. And, uh, we want to wish everybody, uh, who went through them hard times, we give them nothing but our love and, and, and send prayers to them. That was definitely a sad week for boxing. Now turning to the play, uh, NBA playoffs. The Oklahoma City Thunder, um, has a three to two lead over the Spurs. But to be totally honest with you guys, I have not watched that series at all. The one that has my attention is obviously the Heat and Celtics. And, you know, I'm actually very happy right now in the way that, uh, the series is going. Uh, just hoping, just hoping it ends that way though. Uh, to be, to be, uh, I think that's the way most of us want, wanted to end where, uh, the Celtics, uh, end up winning. You know, the Celtics uh, beat them 94 to 90 to take a 3-2 lead in, in, in the series. And I think, especially for Chicagoans, I, I think we're, uh, very happy about that. Cause, you know, we, we wind and dined them three, man. You know, and, uh, they didn't put out. So definitely we are, we are definitely have a little grudge against that. So yeah, you know, I, I definitely, I definitely don't want to see them, um, get to the finals. But if they do, I definitely don't want them winning it. So tonight is the game. Um, and let's see how, how it all, uh, Plays out with, with with this. Now on to baseball as well. You know, um, baseball the 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 White Sox are actually doing pretty good. All these uh, White Sox fans are, are are doing are really happy right now because they're eight and two since May twenty fifth, and um, they're leading the American League Central Division by a game and a half over Cleveland and six over Detroit. So. I guess there's nothing else to say but congrats, I guess, you know. Um, it is what it is, you know. But my, uh, my, my cubbies, man, <laughs> they're four and seven since the last time. But the only good thing so far about it was that Dunster, uh, finally got his, uh, got his win. And, um, there was in a 10 to nothing win over the Brewers. And, you know, this guy has not won a game since, uh, 2011. Uh, he's had 18 starts since that. With an 0-9 record and no decisions. And, uh, nine no decisions, excuse me. If he was a boxer <laughs> with that record, he'd definitely be, be someone I would want to get into a fight with. Or have him, uh, come up to a fight. Because, um, uh, that record right there is somebody you want to face as a professional fighter. So, you know, congrats to Dempster for that. But, you know, obviously yesterday the Bull, I mean, the, the, the Cubs, Ended up, uh, getting slaughtered themselves, eight to zero. So, you know, I mean, what, what, what can we say, man? Um, it's, it's back, back to business with, with the Cubs. They have to start, um, getting some, some hits and, and, and wins. And, you know, it's just demoralizing actually to even talk about baseball, um, from my, from my, uh, uh, standpoint because I, I, you know, I love the Cubs and, uh, just really think that, um, it, it would be, uh, good to see them now with all this, um, new transition. But 
we got to stick to that plan that it's a rebuilding process. And what else can you say about that, man, is that it's just a rebuilding process, you know. Well, now I'm going to talk to you back, back about about boxing. Um, you know, there, it's been reported that, huh? Yeah, Floyd Mayweather will not will not see the fight uh, of Manny Pacquiao and Timothy Bradley. You know, it was reported by USA Today and, and the reporter Bill Bill Cassell uh, Castle Cassell. I'm sorry, um, from Las Vegas um, spoke to the the, the police the, uh, department and they said that nothing special is being done for him. So he's gonna have to watch whatever they're watching at at, at that particular time. And, um, yeah, I, I don't think he's got anything to worry about that. Um, other, the other news in boxing, um, Arthur Abraham is going to fight, uh, WBO super middleweight champion, uh, Wagner Stieglitz in Berlin. And, you know, Robert doesn't seem faced by it, man. He really thinks that he's going to go over there and he's going to keep his belt and, um, he's going to win. So, you know, this is a, a fight that he's finally going to be able to get because most of the, his mandatory fighters that he's been uh, lined up to fight have all come down with uh, strange, um, not strange, but um, injuries and, and could not uh, go and continue the fight. So, you know, if 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 that's what it is, is it is what it is with that guy. He wants definitely to. Um, to, to beat up on uh, Arthur Abraham. Now, Arthur Abraham is a, is a beast, and, and I know this fight is going to be good. So it's for the WBO um, welterweight championship. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that one. Um, we'll be uh, right back. flagship station for sports voice america sports what if there was a program that brought the best in sports and the best of entertainment together in one place it can be done and darnell autry proves it every week on outside the spotlight in this program athletes and artists come together to share their success stories hobbies professional projects and more that will interest not only the sports fan but fans of entertainment and other human interest stories if you have something you want to ask your favorite athlete or entertainer listen for outside the spotlight fridays at 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern on voice america sports the job of a professional athlete is never complete in Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. He'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. 
America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. All right, all right. Welcome and thank you for uh, staying here with us. This is the segment I like to call the outcome. You know, uh, two 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 great champions ha- have retired from the sport of boxing in the last week. One is uh, Ronald Winky Wright, and the other is uh, Sugar Shane Mosley. Both of these guys have fought uh, tremendous fights in, in in the boxing world, and um, were great warriors. You know, they they gave it their all every time they they stepped into the ring. And um, definitely uh, were crowd pleasers. And um, wish nothing but the best for these guys. Um, you know, these guys, every time they showed up in the ring, never backed away from a fight. Um, may they have a great success in, in their life. A- after boxing, um, I believe um, uh, um, uh, Shane Mosley uh, might be getting into promoting. Um, Rinky Wright ha- having... Um, uh, listen to anything that he's uh, he's about to do or, or anything that he's got planned, but he's definitely going to be at all the fights. From what I hear on his uh, uh, Twitter page, that, that he's definitely going to be at all the fights. Um, and speaking of um, you know retirements, there was a guy who who retired a, a while back. Um, you guys probably might remember him. He was a, a super featherweight and lightweight world champion, Arcelino Popo Freitas, the Brazilian guy. He returned actually as a junior middleweight, a junior middleweight, and he schooled a previously unbeaten middleweight by the name of Michael, the Brazilian Rocky Oliveira, and that was done uh, Saturday night in in, uh, Puente de de Este in Uruguay. You know, Freitas ended up uh, stopping him, um, but he, during the fight, he uh, pounded him up a little bit. Uh, he dropped him in the end of uh, round three, and um, uh, Popo uh, couldn't finish him because the the bell fa- the bell saved the guy. But um, you know, then he ended up dropping him twice in in, in, in round nine, and 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 ended it. And the, the the I believe the time was two and nine. Uh, this is the the uh, classic case of um, you know the young guy calling out a, a, a old veteran where he thinks that he could get um, the best of him because he's been out for a while, sort of like a Rocky, like the guy said, you know. But um, I, it ended up being that you know uh, Freitas still had it, still had some, and, and was actually with uh, better better pop, I guess. You know, also the thing about Freitas is that he's uh, a congressman now in Brazil too, so. You know, he did good, and uh, I believe he was promising that he would care out Oliveira for trying to make a name for himself, and I guess he did it. So is Popo going to continue to fight? I don't know. I, I I don't think so. That's 36 years old. I mean, but you know, crazy things happen in the sport of boxing. But I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him that he might feel like, hey, yeah, you know what? I I still have another round at me, and so I'm going to go for it. But 
we'll see we'll see what happens with um with Frodo uh Freitas to see uh what what is uh gonna happen. Uh there was also a fight there was another fight, um Antonio Tarver versus um Kyle. That went into the draw. Um, you know, the first half uh, of the fight uh, was won by Coyote and Coyote. And the other fight was uh, definitely Tarver pulled out the, the you know, the vet, the vet in, in him and ended up uh, stealing the, the last half of the fight. Both at the end, um, you know, they obviously, obviously thought they won, so they will fight again. Who knows? But I, I know I'm not gonna watch that fight. I'm, it was, um, uh, you know, pretty, pretty boring. So <laughs> I definitely won't be tuning in to watch that, that fight again. Um, former unified super lightweight champion Amir Khan, uh, of England and the WBC super lightweight champion, um, Danny Swift Garcia, uh, were in downtown LA to promote their, their upcoming event. Which is going to take uh, which a championship fight, which is going to take place July 14th at Mandalay Bay um, in, in Vegas. Uh, this is actually going to be uh, a, a good test for the champion. Usually, you know, it's 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 like we're going to see what if um, you know he can handle the champion. But this time, I guess the champion is the one that's really really hasn't been tested with 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 a lot of. Um, uh, great fights, you know. Um, he ended he ended up winning the WBC title when uh, he beat, uh, uh, you know, an old uh, um, Eric Morales. And um, you've seen the the difference in 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 the age and the speed and and everything. And um, this is definitely going to be a a good test for for Garcia to see if he can um, if he can beat Khan, who's actually. Uh, pretty good boxer, and um, this should be an interesting fight. Is it a fight to watch? Yeah, I, I believe so. I definitely am gonna uh, watch this fight and um, see how it goes for um, Garcia. I like the kid, but I definitely do think um, it's gonna be a tough test for him because of the way uh, Khan fights and and um, he's actually uh, putting on a little bit more power. So it should be an interesting fight. Um, also, um, WBC middleweight champion, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is training and getting ready for his upcoming, um, middleweight championship against, uh, contender Andy Lee, uh, of Ireland. Um, there's a good friend of ours, Donovan the Bomb George, is out there in the Lee camp, um, and he's out there helping him, uh, prepare for, for, for Chavez Jr. Um, so, you know, this should be a, a fight we should, uh, tune into. That one's gonna be June 16th, and it's gonna be at the Sumbo Stadium in El Paso, Texas. Um, you know, this is obviously gonna be through HBO, uh, Championship Boxing, so it's gonna be a free fight, guys. A free fight, you're not gonna have to pay for it. That's next weekend. You know, uh, Carlos Quintana obviously calls out Saul Alvarez. Uh, fresh off his May 5th victory over DeAndre Lanmore, um, he ended up calling out, um, Canelo, you know, so this is gonna be a fight that, that, you know, not everybody wants to see, but that everybody wants to fight Canelo. That's what it is. Everybody and their mothers throwing in their hat 
because of what happened to unfortunate um, accident that happened to to Paul Williams. So everybody's in there trying to throw their hats in there to try to get the, uh, this fight with them. Also, one of our, our good friends, uh, Carlos Molina uh, from Chicago, is is also ha- has been mentioned. And James Kirkland was mentioned, but uh, supposedly he prides himself out of it, and um, he's not uh, he's not uh, going to be on the list anymore because I believe he was asking for too much money. And um, like I told you before, it's all due to because of uh, Paul Williams' accident. And um, you know, I I would like for. Carlos Molina to get that that chance, man. Not just because he's one of my guys here from Chicagoland area, but from Chicago. But um, I, I think he deserves it through all those uh, bad breaks he's been getting. Um, maybe this is one that that could be right up his alley, and it's going to be um, very hard. I think it would be a, a very hard for a hard fight for Canelo. But Quintana is basing it on on that he's Puerto Rican and that um, Canelo's Mexican. And there's a always great fight, great atmosphere, great fight to be at when when um, there's a, a Mexican and a Puerto Rican fighting because of of that big rivalry that's been going on for decades. Um, like I always say, there's always a um, a fight here in the house because I'm actually married to a Puerto Rican, so um, there's definitely uh, wars here every day. But <laughs> to be um, really um, Honest with you guys, um, that would be a, a good, a good fight, just to see what what um, the the kids have, and um, it, it would be great for everybody. We also know that what's coming up this Saturday is um, the Manny Pacquiao and Bradley fight. You know, there's been um, talk between the camps of uh, of you know that they're all ready for it. Uh, his trainer Joe Diaz. Uh, that there was going to be an upset and this was going to be the de- upset of the decade. And, you know, just, uh, Timothy Bradley saying that he's ready to shock the world and, and do everything, whatever it takes to, to win that fight. Hopefully he, uh, doesn't use his head and, and <laughs> it'll be all right. Uh, we're looking forward, um, you know, I mean, uh, Fred Roach is saying that he's looking forward to the fight. Obviously, um, they're going to beat an, uh, previously unbeaten fighter. And, you know, Pacquiao said he feels great because he's going to um, um, beat him. Now, I definitely think um, this fight is one to watch, obviously, just because of the name of Pacquiao. Now, is is Bradley going to beat him? I, I I personally don't think so. I don't think uh, he has the power to do it. Um, he might he might outbox him. Mm, possibility, but but I very highly... Nah, I don't think he might be able to even do that. I just, I just think um, Pacquiao is going to overwhelm him again, like like he's done for every fight. And um, his speed is is something to, um, to 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 watch and 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 just see how how it goes from there, man. You know, this guy's uh, unbelievably unbelievably fast. I I know. So um, you know, it, it will definitely be a good fight. He's uh, Bradley's. I don't know if they're doing this to to see if it's like a Mayweather thing, but he's definitely not a Mayweather. He he doesn't fight like Mayweather. He's um he's about the only thing he's got is the 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 speed of it, and uh, we'll see what happens with that. 
my fight uh, I'm picking obviously is a uh, Pacquiao for this one. And on the undercard, we're gonna have uh, Jorge Arce versus Jesus Rojas in the co-main. Then we're gonna have Mike Jones versus Randall Bailey. Haven't seen him in a while, but he's making a good comeback. And the opening bout is gonna be uh, Guillermo Ringo Du Ringo Du versus Tian Kennedy. Um, so there should be some opening, some good uh, opening fight, and um, we'll be able to see that. So um, I'm gonna go to break. Stay tuned for the next segment, the Fighters Corner. We'll we'll be catching up with Jason McKee. flagship station for sports voice america sports ready for in your face sports want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go you're not going to be shy here tune in to here's the deal with mega and steel featuring ike mega griffin and sydney steel justice we've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every friday at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern just before the weekend on the voice america sports channel we tell it like it is kevin lewis has been a student of the game his entire life from Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you. Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. All right, all right, all right. We're back, and you're listening to Outside the Ring. This is the segment I like to call the Fighters Corner. And my guest today has an outstanding career in the uh, football field, playing in the NFL with the teams such as the Cowboys, my Chicago Bears. I don't really own them, but they're mine. The Ravens. Uh, Jason McKee, welcome to the show, my man. Hey, David. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for taking time out and, uh, you know, Chan with up uh, with us for a little bit here. Now I have uh, quite a few things I want to cover with you today, but the first right. thing I want to I, I want to take it, I want to take it back a little bit because um, this segment is actually called the Fighters Corner, and you know I know you 
I know you're working out and, and doing a little bit of um, uh, training, something of what, what I used to do, but you were actually a bad boy yourself in high school, huh? You were a prep <laughs> wrestler, 5A state championship as a senior. You also weightlifted. You were Florida's class 5A, 238-pound class champion as a senior, and you also were named the uh, prep football offensive player of the year. Uh, rushing for over uh, a thousand yards, man. How, how does that make you feel, man? That you accomplished a lot of stuff a, as a young kid with, with the heart and soul. You know, it, it was good, man. Uh, growing up, where I grew up, you know, in uh, Pensacola, Florida, um, we had a lot of guys before me that that were successful in their in their football careers, and that's something that I wanted to do. So I had a lot of guys to look up. To. I had uh, Emmitt Smith to look up to. As we all know, what he did in his career, mm-hmm. he went down as the all-time leading rusher in NFL. I had Derek Brooks, who's also going to be a Hall of Famer, was a linebacker in the NFL for many years. And then, you know, Roy Jones, uh, another boxer, which I know in the boxing world was a great fighter in his own right. So, you know, watching these guys be successful coming up, you know, in the same area that I grew up in. And, and I really looked up to those guys. I wanted to be just like those guys. And the only way to be like those guys was to continue, you know, put them where I was out Wow, wow, that did. For a lot of young kids, but you can't get scholarship from the grades in the classroom, so I just try to be well-rounded, man. Yeah, that, that's amazing. Like, you know, like, there's, there's, you know, I, I tried football, obviously, my size, my height, you know, didn't weigh enough, and obviously my dad didn't let me play football, so that, and I broke my collarbone playing football, in, in, in the lakefront. It was just a bad, bad thing. Football was not for me. I love the sport and everything. But, you know, the, the, the thing that, um, I want to ask you also is, um, you know, playing both sports is, is, it's very demanding, very, very hard. Have you, were your coaches growing up that your football coach ever say, hey, don't go wrestling. I don't want you to twist the arm. Or your wrestling coach, Go and say, hey, man, don't play this game because I want you to go to the state championships and all this stuff. <laughs> was there ever, ever, ever any tension between the coaches for you? No, actually, uh, it worked well because, you know, I would do football, and football would give me a shape for wrestling. So, and, and, you know, they worked together. I mean, no animosity between my head football coach and my head wrestling coach. So it actually worked well. Oh, that's good. You know, there, there's a lot of uh, kids that got... They have they do that. They have the love for two, some three, three sports. Um, but because one of them might be more dangerous than the other, um, what what advice do you give those kids how to manage that? Um, you know, any sport is dangerous, whether you're playing baseball, whether you're playing volleyball. Even golf can be dangerous. You're out there driving the golf cart, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, any time you, anytime you're involved in the sport, I think there's a risk factor there that you have to be, you know, you have to be aware of, but... If you're an athlete and if you love playing the sport that you're involved in, you don't think about that risk. You don't think about getting hurt. You know, if it's something you love to do, then you, know, you go in there and whatever you're doing, play, you know, you went in the ring for many years and you put your life on the line in the ring to be a boxer at, high, at one of the highest levels that you can ever get. So you sacrifice yourself in the ring because boxing was something that you It's the same thing as a professional player. You go out there on the field not knowing anything, but at the same time, if you love your sport, you love your craft, all the hard work you put into it, you know, you go out there and you hope to, to obtain glory out there in the field. So I think there's a risk factor involved in anything we do. I mean, there's risks involved 
and we did as well. So but it's something that you have to just, you know, overcome and, and you can't really worry about. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you there. I mean, most of the times, um, um, when, when I went into the ring or anything like that, never thought about, um, the serious, seriousness of it. We just knew we just had to punch and, and, and go at it and that was it. But, um, uh, you're, you're the father of two sons, right? Oh, yeah, I got two little ones. I've, I've been getting involved in boxing too, uh, David. They're, uh, six yeah. and four, man. I figured I'd start them early, you know? Yeah. They defend just, themselves when they get older, you know? <laughs> that's all, that's what it's about at the beginning, man. But don't let them catch that bug, man. Then they're going to be wanting to do it. And what about about them playing uh, football? Would you let them play football? Actually, my six-year-old, is his first year of football is this year. So he's been oh. talking about football. He's been doing everything that they do on watching the game on TV. He's been mimicking them, you know, every time he sees football since he was about four years old. So he's really excited. I'm excited to get out there and see what he's going to do. So Definitely, cool. definitely proud. Proud moment for you coming up, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, very proud, man. Anytime, you know, kids are a blessing, man. You know, having two boys is something, you know, I, I'm so thankful for. You're blessed to have two boys and don't push sports on them. You know, they just like they just like sports. And, and being around me, they're around guys, you know, involved in the sport. I'm always watching sports. So, of course, they're getting a liking. But, you know, I don't push it on them. You know, that's something that they wanted to do. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Ah uh, man, now I know you're you're from Florida, and uh, but you're living out here in Illinois. Um, right. A- a- any plans of going back, back to Florida, or just? Oh, yeah. uh, eventually, eventually. You know, I-, I love Chicago, man. It's it's a great city. It's one of the best cities in the world. You know, Chicago's been good to me, and, and I really I really like the uh, Chicago Bears fans here. You know, I just love the area that I live in, and you know, Chicago has some great people. It's a great sports town. You know, it's just. Uh, Tastes like Chicago. Nice, nice. Now, man, obviously, you want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know. Now, I know you. You obviously love the city and everything. Now, you played for other uh, um, teams like the Baltimore Ravens. You also played. Uh, you played there. Did you? Were you there when uh, Tommy Zubakowski was there? Oh yeah, Zubakowski. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, you did you know that he also you know boxed and he was uh um in, in the gloves uh with yeah. me, yeah, yeah that guy that guy's something else man. I mean, to to obviously um go back with uh, Tommy man. He was a little kid man, like about sixty pounds. We had to put weights on him in order for him to make the seventy five pound division because he was beating uh-huh. up the sixty five kids. We had to put like a clothes on him. Put a couple of uh, cokes in his back pocket so he could make the way and been able to fall. That's a whole nother story. But now, uh, I, you, um, you, I want to, I want to touch this up a little bit because um, every time we see each other, we're always talking about boxing, and um, you, you take boxing right now with uh, G- uh, Gennaro uh, Mendes right. in, in 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 Highland Park. Now, what made you take that up? I, I've always loved boxing, man. I've always admired boxers. And, you know, I, just, I think boxers are the greatest athletes on the planet. I mean, just seeing the training that you guys put in and then to go in the ring for 12 rounds, I mean, football is a team, man. You know, if I'm one play, I'm going to 
you know, 10 other guys out there that can pick it up from me. But mm-hmm. boxing is one-on-one. If you're tired in the ring, so it's something I just admire boxers and the tenacity and their preparation. I think there's nothing you can compare to a boxer. And, uh, you know, I love the sport, man. So when I get the opportunity to, to talk to professional boxers like you and, and Montel Griffin and, and Floyd Mayweather, had the opportunity to hang out and, and talk with him. You know, I just, I'm a huge fan of boxing. Man. Like, you know, fans are, are, as a football player, I'm just a huge fan of, of, of boxing. So I love boxing. I train, you know, I try to train like boxers. I think that's the only way you can get in shape for any sport. And I just admire the sport, man. Awesome, awesome, man. Now, the last time we, we talked, we were uh, at uh, Des Clark's uh, um, fundraiser, you know, um, and uh, we were bowling. Obviously, we I, I'll tell you right now, I, I stink at bowling, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I started off good. I knocked, like, about a couple of pins down, but then after that, that was it. Uh, went all down here for that. I asked for the bumpers, but they didn't want to do it. Man. You know, <laughs> they didn't want to do it for me. But, but, but you told me something there that day that you, uh, you, you were thinking about putting them on, lacing them up for real. But, I go in there to the house, you know, I'm, I do a little spar, and I'm like, man, I look at all the money these guys getting boxing, you know. The Bradley getting five in for my Floyd's cashing in every time he fights. I was like, I told Gennaro today, my body trainer, I'm like, man, you know what? I said, for $10, I'll fight Mike Tyson right now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you seen, you seen, you seen, um, um, uh, what's that, uh, uh, the, the, uh, Vegas Street, the one he came out in? What's the name of that movie? I'm drawing a blank, man. Where he came out, he started singing that Phil Collins song, and he knocked that boy out. The Hangover. I think I lost uh, my man, Jason McKee. So, Jason, if you're listening, man, call back, brother. Call back. was going to tell him that he better be careful what he wishes for because um, uh, he said he, he would fight Mike Tyson. Uh, I don't know. Mike Tyson seems like he can still hit. He can still punch. He can still punch. Hey, Jason. Yes, I'm here. So I lost, just lost. Sorry about that. Yeah, that's all right. I was, I was just telling everybody that you were saying you would fight Mike Tyson for a million dollars, and I'm saying I'll fight, I'll fight anybody <laughs> I mean, right now for a million dollars. Klitschko, Mayweather. <laughs> I'm calling. No, I'm calling everybody out, Dave. Yeah, Freddie Roach, Emmanuel. I'm calling the trainers out too, man. Hey, man, you see what Mike Tyson did to that kid and the Hangover, man. One punch, oh, baby. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. I, I still stay away from Mike, man. He seems calm and everything, but I'm pretty. I'm not sorry. worried about getting knocked out, though. You know, as long as they, as long as I can spell my name on my check right, I really don't. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Let me tell you, it does. But um, you know, I mean, you really seriously think about that that you would be able to to do something uh like that if if you are. If you are thinking about doing something like that, what I recommend, if you're, if you're gonna go pros, just straight into the pros, then what I recommend you do, Jay, is, um, put on those regulation Cleto Reyes to, so you can, and have a sparring session without headgear and, and have that, and have that guy come at you with those, I believe you guys fight in, uh, tens or twelves and, and let him go after you. And have a little sparring session, so you could feel what it is like to 
to fight against a pro, even though the guy's an amateur. Um, yeah. I, I If that's what you want to do, if you want to go fight a uh, pro right away, do that. I recommend you do that because then you'll be like, ah, maybe not. Maybe I'll, I'll stay amateur because of the uh, big sparring gloves. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm just talking a good game right now, Dave. I think I might just stick to, I may just stick to ordering it on pay-per-view and having fight parties, man. Oh, there you go, there you go. <laughs> hey, uh, let me, let me, uh, let me, um, ask you to stay for, for our next segment because I want to touch up on, uh, your charity event, uh, and what you're doing. And, um, okay. um, we're going to go to break. Stay tuned. flagship station for sports voice america sports looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping want to play the ponies join us every week for winning ponies with john Engelhart, racing's regular guy where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys trainers agents and handicappers in the world of horse racing this show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies Handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. What's the national pastime in the U.S. in the 21st century? Are you sure? Think again. Three out of four Americans have made NFL football the true American pastime. It's now one of the fastest growing sports in the world. But how do we as fans understand everything that goes on behind the scenes? Tune in to Enter the League with Eugene T. Lee Esquire as your host. Eugene was the featured NFL agent in the ESPN acclaimed documentary, The Dotted Line. And now he takes his expertise to the Voice America Sports Channel. Listen every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. This Is It Sports is an engaging talk program that includes you, the experts, and sports, all moderated by Coach Carl Hargrave. We'll talk about what's going on in the general sports world, collegiate and professional, take a look at youth-oriented sports, athletic development and sportsmanship, faith, and where it has its place in sports, along with a lively discussion with Coach Carl every week. Tune in to This Is It Sports with Coach Carl Hargrave every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at diazsportsinc.com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring. Welcome, welcome back to the championship round. We were supposed to have Jason McKee on the line, but uh, he keeps on dropping out. Uh, I think we got a bad connection, but um, definitely uh, he's going to try to get back on the line. Uh, obviously, uh, we got to continue on with the show. And um, I want to talk to you about guys about uh, former Los Angeles Dodger man- manager Tommy Lasorda was released from the hospital. Um, he obviously was in there. Because, uh, he had something wrong with, um, um, with his heart and he 
said, obviously, joking around that he definitely uh, bleeds Dodger blue. So that he'll be he'll be doing good. So we'll we'll, we'll see and uh, what what happens to to the guy. But definitely, uh, Jason McKee caught me off guard here, and we're gonna have to um, make up some stories now of what's going on. Now, really, I, I actually want to talk to uh, more about um, the Manny Pacquiao and uh, and Bradley Bradley fight. I I know that there's uh, been um, some some talks about about him, um, you know, fighting. Uh, Bradley and and because of uh, the sort of the things about being with um, imaging him uh, to to Mayweather, but like I said before in the segment, he's not a Mayweather. We got Jason back. Jason, you back? Yeah, man. I'm sorry, my phone is is acting crazy, man. That's all right, man. It's okay. Now let me see here. Um, now I, I wanted to talk to you about um, your your your. Um, your fun, your 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 upcoming event. Um, it's an annual tee up celebrity uh, uh, gold benefit. Well, can you tell us a little bit about it and what you do? Yeah, it's uh, I'm um, my first annual golf outing. Um, benefits the Jason McKee Foundation, which benefits military families, uh, families whose whose um, loved ones have been affected by by the war over in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, Families who've lost ones over, you know, in the war in Iraq and Afghanistan. And what we do is we have various events that we host throughout the year and we raise money and we try to, you know, give, um, the, the, their kids scholarships. We try to give back. We try to give them money. We try to give them financial aid. You know, just to help out and just to say thanks because, you know, us as athletes, whether you're a boxer, a football player, a baseball player, whatever sport you're involved in, I know a lot of people look at us as role models and heroes, but, but them guys, you know, they're the real heroes out there. They're not playing a game or a sport. They're, they're putting their lives on the line for us to be safer here in the United States every day. So, you know, I like to do things just to give back to them, just to show my appreciation and my gratitude for what they've done for us in this country. Awesome, awesome. That is that is so true, though. It, it is true. They're the ones that are the real fighters and the ones that really are, are protecting um, our, our way of living, to be to be exact. Now, do you come from a military family? Yeah, yes, I do. My um, my father is, is retired Air Force for 23 years, so you know I, I've been uh, in the military. I've seen you know, firsthand the sacrifices he has made, and he he works in the Pentagon right now. And he was in the Pentagon on on 9/11. He lost a bunch of friends that day, and uh, you know I have a lot of friends I grew up with as well, who are actually in the military with that I played high school football with, who've been overseas. One of my friends actually received the Purple Heart from from President Bush with his convo, wow. his ambush. So it's something that's real close to me, you know, seeing, you know, guys come back, you know, missing limbs. And, and you know, and, and the thing is, they have the will to go over there to put their lights on the line. They come back, you know, not the same as when they left, but they have that mindset that they want to go back, even though they're still injured. I mean, and that's passion, you know, that's, that's, that's loyalty and that's sacrifice for your country. So, you know, I feel like, you know, with, with the events that we host, um, with the one we have coming up on June um, 15th and 16th in Lincolnshire, the Lincolnshire Marriott. It's a golf outing, uh, a dinner, gala, live and silent auction, as well as a comedy show. And, uh, you know, the, the response has been, been really well. And we've been able to raise a lot of money. And we've been able to, last year we sent over 150 care packages out to different troops from the money that we raised from different bowling events that we've had. And this year, with the weather being so nice, I wanted to do something outside. And 
no other way to do that to, to have a golf benefit. And, and I mean, and, and it's really the support we've been getting has been overwhelming. I mean, we've had a lot of guys like yourself, David, who've, who've committed to coming out and golfing with people. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a lot of, a lot of Bears players there, some basketball players. We'll have Devin Hester there, Johnny Knox, um, ton of basketball players as well, Cliff Leviston, CJ Watson, uh, professional boxers like yourself, David Diaz, we'll have Montel Griffin there, Bo Jackson will be there. So it's, a, it's just a great event. Just, you know, go out, have fun, um, you know, have a great dinner. Have, we got some uh, amazing amount of live and silent auction items that have been donated to us to where we're going to raise money and give back to the troops because, like I said before, David, they're, they're the real heroes and they're the ones out there sacrificing themselves. I mean, they're, they're playing the game of life. They're putting their, they're putting their life on the line for our safety every day. And I think, you know, it's something that, that is overlooked. And I think it's something that needs to be addressed here in the near future. Yes, definitely. I definitely agree with you. First of all, I'm honored to be there, uh, for, for this golfing event, for the celebrity golfing. And, um, you know, it's, it's true. Um, they're the guys that are putting everything on the line for, for us, for us to have this way of life, the way we, uh, we're, uh, living. And, um, I, I like I said, I'm honored, and um, I'm not the greatest golfer. I'm usually <laughs> when I go when I go to these things, I have the the people that I'm golfing with giving me tips instead of saying, "Wow, you're an athlete, you're awesome, you're good at anything." You yeah. do. No, that's not the case. I'm usually getting tips from from the people <laughs> I'm golfing with. Hey, do this like this. Don't do that. Do this. But you know, we have a a, a great time and um at, at these events. But uh, real quick, I want to talk to you uh, also um, about the fight this week that you are probably definitely going to be watching. Oh, yeah. What, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's your pick? What's your pick on that one? Well, you know, I uh, I like many. You know, just for me, you talked uh, a couple of weeks ago back at Desmond Clark's bowling event. Uh, you were telling me that, that Bradley didn't have to pop, and, you know, as far as punching power. And, and, you know, I've watched Bradley, you know, a few times. I think he's a great fighter. You know, he's undefeated, as we all know, and he's got, you know, good willpower. And, you know, but, you know, boxing is a thing to where there can be a favorite, but there can't be, as, as you know, David, because one punch can turn the tides of anything. So I think that's what makes boxing one of the most exciting sports in the country. You know, football, you may have a team to where you say, okay, the Chicago Bears are going to beat, you know, the Seattle Seahawks. It's a given. But boxing, there's, there's no given. The guy may come in the the big, you know, Big favorite, and a guy may be a, a serious, you know, serious underdog. But one punch can turn the tides of everything, you know. And we've seen that with with Roy Jones and Antonio Tarver. Nobody gave Antonio Tarver a shot first time. Yeah. Even Roy Jones fought each other, but he knocked Roy Jones out and basically, you know, turned his career around. So, um, you know, I, I like Manny Pacquiao. Of course, he's the favorite, he's the champ. But uh, you know, I, that's what makes it exciting to watch. Yes, definitely it does, man. I, I definitely do. Like I said before, I, I got Pacquiao. I just don't see Bradley. Um, he's a fast fighter, fast that that moves around, but I just don't see him um 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 doing that that good against him. But like you said, nobody knows. You know, nobody knows yeah. how their their styles are going to mesh up and 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 this fight is going to be what it is. It's, it's going to see uh, if uh, Mayweather was right. How the buying power is going to play out? They're going to match you because these are fights that they're having almost like back to back from each other. So we're going to see how the buying power for for Pacquiao and Bradley is compared to um, uh, Mayweather and Cotto. But right. uh, it should be an interesting, interesting fight, and hopefully that fight gets made. Pacquiao Mayweather for uh, 
next year, definitely next year, I believe, the beginning, probably May 5th. Uh, Mayweather loves to fight May in uh, Cinco de Mayo. So uh, he likes to um, um, do that. But, Jason, I want to thank you once again for uh, for uh, being here on my show. I'm definitely going to be there at, at your celebrity uh, golf outing. So, uh, once again, I, I thank you very much for, uh, for coming aboard. All right, then we are out of here, guys. Got to go pick up my kids. Let's go. Thanks again for joining us. Outside the Ring with David Diaz can be heard again next Thursday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll see you next week.